Hey, before we get started, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Church Sound Made Simple. Mixing sound seems complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Cut the overwhelm by getting access to the stress-free, no-fluff training that will help you create great sound at church. Visit churchsoundmadesimple.com. Well, welcome to the Collaborate Worship Podcast, where we help you master technical skills so your church can worship without distraction. I'm your host, Cade Young, and today I'm joined with the one and only Joshua Riggs. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Cade. Thanks for having me on. And I want to say, first of all, thank you for what you do for the church, for the Big C Church, the resources you provide. Um, I think I've I told you this, but like two years ago, I kind of stumbled across one of your YouTube videos. And then I looked at collaborateworship.com, and then I looked at the creator of it and realized that we were just like 20 minutes away from each other. And so I reached out to Cade, and uh, he graciously uh, uh, was very generous with his time, and we connected and became friends. And Cade's Cade's resource, if you haven't yet, check out Collaborate Worship, and especially the brand new course, uh, Church Sound Made Simple, uh, incredible resources. So Kate's the real deal. He's the same guy off screen as he is on. And so, Kate, I appreciate uh, what you're doing for the kingdom and the resources you're providing for churches and worship leaders like me to to get better, especially in church sound. So, thanks for having me on. Well, thanks, man. That was really yeah. encouraging. Yeah. And just so everybody knows, I did not pay him to say that. So. Nope. That wasn't in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Me and Joshua have actually gotten together for lunch many, many times. He's like, hey, since we're so close, we might as well get together in person. So yeah, it's always good to have that connection. Well, I'm really glad you're here, man. And I know that our listeners will be too. Let me tell you a little bit about Joshua. He's been leading worship for over 17 years. I don't think you look old enough for that, but that's awesome, man. Gray hair, it's, man. See the gray hair? It's in there, isn't it? <laughs> Well, his passion is to help equip the church with quality resources so they can spend less time and money looking for resources and more time reaching their communities with the gospel of Jesus. He's a founder of worshipresources.church, where he curates these resources for you. And that's so awesome, man, that you do that. Why don't you tell us why you're so passionate about helping churches find these budget-friendly resources? You know, most churches struggle to find quality resources that are within their budget. And some churches, just be frank, don't have any budget for things like videos or motion backgrounds or sermon series graphics or sound files or stocks footage. They, they just don't have budgets for these. And so several years ago, this has probably been 10 or 12 years ago now, I started seeing all these really incredible resources and a lot of them were free or you could get, you know, part of it for free. And I was thinking, why isn't there a website? There should be a website that you could get all of these things, like in one place, you could find out the best resources available. And uh, and so that's kind of why How Worship Resources.Church was, was born, just uh, an, uh, hopefully uh, kind of a central place where people can go to find the best resources. So I've I've done the hard work for you, so to speak, where you don't have to go to 15 or 20 or 30 different sites to find what you're looking for. You can go to worshipresources.church and then hopefully find um, some of the best resources out there. We link to the the quality, quality ones and especially focus on the ones that are free or inexpensive. Well, man, I know that's not easy at all because I've been on my own endless search of like finding these resources and like you spend yep. all day and then you still don't find it. Yeah. So 
thank you for doing that for us because I know that saves us a lot of time. (laughs) Yeah. We appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks. But in every podcast interview, we always like to take a moment to bring a failure out into the open so that we can laugh together and learn something along the way. Because the truth is we all make mistakes and they they tend to seem really heavy until we just realize that even the pros make mistakes. So Joshua, fess up, tell us an embarrassing story. (laughs) So I'll give you two really quick. So the first one, I was... In college, so I've been leading worship for about 17 years now. In college, I was leading at a part, I was part-time worship leader and going to school at a church in Nashville, Tennessee. And I had a pianist and a bass player and sometimes an acoustic guitar. And that was like my band, you know, and a few other singers. And uh, I liked to, and I still like to do this, um, we had a pretty traditional congregation and so at the end of the worship set i like to kind of wrap it up or like tie a bow with something really familiar that the congregation could really sing out and most of the time i would plan it well this one sunday i didn't plan what was going to happen at the end of the worship set and i'm a planner i know kate you're a planner too but (laughs) i didn't plan it out and we got to we were singing about the greatness of god and i don't remember what song we were we finished with, but I just had this epiphany, let's sing the chorus of How Great Thou Art, and, you know, this great old hymn. Well, the only problem was I we ended in, you know, a, a certain key, and I, I was trying to stay in the same key for How Great Thou Art, but it ended up being way too high, and so the, I was like, then sings my song. <laughs> so I'm just up there. I just had to totally stop. <laughs> tell the congregation to stop and then i just choose a brand new key just way down low and the, okay let's try it in this key you know okay <laughs> so then we sang the rest of the song totally ruined the moment and they they were laughing don't yeah believe me they were laughing and uh so that was that was like my first like major oh man why why didn't i plan that you know yeah. and then the second one was actually like four or five years ago it it was we were going to start the service really uh, chill, you know, with kind of like a really soft song, and then the band's going to come in at the end of the chorus. So, and it's just me and acoustic, the guy playing acoustic guitar. So I'm singing, the guy's playing acoustic guitar, and in the middle of the chorus, he changes keys. He looks down, and he realizes he doesn't have his capo on. So he puts his capo on in the middle of the chorus, and I am like trying to vocally follow him as he's changing keys. <laughs> and he thinks, I got to change keys because the band's about to come in, and the band doesn't need to come in on the wrong key, you know? So I'm like, uh, you know, singing like this. And I, then they the band comes in, and they're playing this little instrumental, and I just look over my shoulder, and uh, the acoustic guitar plays like, sorry. <laughs> he just... I was like, oh man, we got to plan this better. So those are two that came to mind immediately um, of uh, fails that, and after 17 years, there's, there's probably another 30 we could talk about. (laughs) Oh yeah. So did you adjust to the new key pretty quickly whenever that happened? Um, You know, I, I, 
I I I think I did, but I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch the watch the tape. But <laughs> I I know I like scooped my voice up to whatever key he was. You know, he like went up a whole step or something, and I just <laughs> scooped up with him. So nice. I know that would throw a lot of people off. Like when in a key change like that, it's like they may not ever recover. You may have to do a, just a hard stop and be like, all right, let's try that again. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good I stuff. Did, I yeah. just wish he would have waited until the end of the chorus. You know. <laughs> Because it would have worked for the band to come in just in a new key, but he just went right in the middle of the score. So anyway, that's <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you're frantic. Frantic. <laughs> How am I going to fix this? Yeah. Yep. yep. All right, man. Well, lately you've been on a mission to help people understand the ins and outs of Planning Center on your blog. So what makes you nerd out on all this Planning Center stuff, anyway? Oh man, Planning Center is, in my opinion, the best church management software solution in part because it's just so simple. They they make it so user-friendly. And you maybe think, you may, when you hear Planning Center, most people think of Planning Center services, and that was their flagship application. But now they've grown to over 10 different applications that you can use, uh, everything from checking in your kids to registering people for events to managing your groups, uh, giving, and so much more. And so... Uh, I, I just love the simplicity of it. I love how uh, unified it is and how they all work together and just make uh, the systems and processes. I'm a systems guy. I love really clean, uh, well-thought-out systems. And when I come across some software or tools that I can use that just make those systems even better, then I'm like, I'm a big fan. So Planning Center is one of those for me. I totally agree. I love Planning Center and I was with them whenever they started, like when it was just services and was using mm-hmm. it then. And as mm-hmm. they continued to add stuff, I just would jump on board and it was, it was pretty awesome because you could consolidate all these people records, giving and, and everything into one right. system. Saves right. a whole lot of time. Yeah. So we're going to specifically kind of hone in on the services part because that's what most of the worship leaders are using out there. And I want to ask you a series sure. of questions about it. But sure. first, I have to ask you, what do you think of the new services plans page? Because they just released that a few weeks ago, and I want to get your thoughts. <laughs> so um, actually, I did a video on the new plans page. And so we can link to it in the show notes if you want to. Um, at first, it I, it was a, a little bit uh, frustrating. I it took me about a week and a half of like using it before I felt like, okay, this, this makes sense because it's totally different from the old plans, the old plans page. Um, so it, it's going to take a while, but here's the deal. It's, it's in beta, or at least when we're recording this, it's in beta, but eventually it's going to be the new normal. So you might as well get used to using it now and, uh, just force yourself to use it. And, um, it is intuitive once you kind of understand the flow. And there's some really cool features about it, especially the tabs feature where you can t- toggle back and forth between the, the plan and the teams, uh, depending on how you're using services. That's a really helpful feature. And then there's some other really cool um, features as well. One thing that uh, I just just read from Planning Center is that they're this is kind of just the starting point and they're able to add more additional features to the plans page because of now they have this kind of new infrastructure in place. And so um, one of those things is now you can take attendance right within the planning center services app for all your teams. You can take attendance. So um, that's just one of the little, little tweaks that they're making. So I would say it's going to be frustrating at first, but 
just force yourself to use it and and after about a week a week and a half you'll it'll it'll feel natural to you and you'll you won't go back <laughs> well i'm gonna have to take your advice then because when they release it I'm, i like to try new things so i was like yeah, yeah sure i'll try it yeah and i think i was in it for like two minutes i was like nope i'm not doing this because <laughs> <laughs> It was just so different and I needed to get in there and get something done and get out right. of there. So right. I haven't I haven't been back since. I'm sure that it's better, but I don't yeah. think the the plans page has changed in years. So I mean, right. that's how we're all used to it is how it was before. So to, yeah. No, yeah. I feel it, like that old person that hates change. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of people are resisting going to it. Um and they they've I think their their beta process is going to be extended because they know it's going to be hard to get everybody to transition over so yeah it's it's worth it you just got to get spend some time to get used to the new the new look yeah makes sense well regarding planning center what's something most of us make complicated that doesn't need to be you know that's a good question i think probably a lot of people are not using services to planning center services to its fullest potential especially as it relates to templates and the matrix so templates is a way for you uh, to kind of not start from scratch when you're planning a service. Every church, at least every church that I know of, has a very similar structure from week to week. You know, you have the offering in the same place pretty much every week. You've got the announcements in the same place. You've got worship. You've got a sermon. You may have other elements. Um, but the templates will allow you to create basically a, a guide of how you normally do your service. And then, so instead of starting from scratch, you're actually about 70% done because you create a new plan off of the template. And it's not just the order of service either. It's also all your teams. So instead of having to drag all your teams in every, every week or even all your personnel, um, not just the positions, but who's actually in the positions. Like for us, uh, we, a lot of our people are on every week, especially the band. You know, we'd have the same band every week. Uh, like our sound engineer, he's the same guy pretty much every week. So all of your volunteer positions or your teams can be embedded into these templates. And so you're saving yourself a whole bunch of time if you use a template to start creating services. And, and you also can create as many templates as you want. If you look at ours, I've got, you know, like a Christmas service template, you know, a patriotic service template. I've got, you know, one service. If we have one service, if we have two services, I have all these templates. And then I just create the plan using the template. It's, it's so much better. And then Matrix. Um, are you familiar with Matrix? Yes. Yeah. So Matrix is... The movie, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not, not the movie. <laughs> Planning Center Matrix is a way for you to look at multiple services at the same time, but not just look at them. You can actually schedule and plan back and forth between services. So you can drag items from one week to another week or vice versa, including personnel. And so what I do is I do a month of planning at a time and I use the matrix view for this. So I know uh, like if we're doing a new song, for instance, we typically will do it for two weeks or three weeks and then give it a, give it a break and then do it the following week. So I can just drag that new song in for each time that we're doing it. Um, 
and then all of our pers- my personnel, I can make sure that I'm not overworking our volunteers. Some volunteers, you know, only serve once a month or twice a month. So I can, I can see like a big picture of the whole month and then um, get all the services planned. And then one little tip that I think is really cool. If, so if you send an email out to your team from the individual plan, then they get an email just for that plan. But if you email your team through the matrix, then they get one email for the entire month or however many services you plan. So they're not getting four emails from you. They're getting one email and then they can click accept and they can accept every position with just one click of the mouse. So it's less work for them, less work for you. And uh, it saves so much time. It's just this, the way, and you've probably heard this on other podcasts or other resources, but it's just called batching where you, you batch the things together, similar things, you do them at the same time, which saves you so much time. Mainly it's just mental energy because you don't have to mentally prepare, oh, I've got to plan this service for this, you know, for next week kind of thing. You, you've blocked out, let's say an hour and a half or two hours and you stay in that mental space for the entire, so you can plan out the entire month and over time, um, it saves you so much time if you just use the matrix, uh, the matrix view for not just planning the service, but also scheduling volunteers. So, and don't you have like a video or a blog or something specifically on matrix, how to use it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At worshipresources.church on our YouTube channel. And we can link to that as well. I've got a video showing how to use matrix and all the features of it. Um, it's, and actually I'm, I'm, Sorry to say this, but I actually had talked to a support guy um, last week or the week before, and they are going to redo the Matrix page. So oh, no. <laughs> as soon as the plans page is fully imp- implemented, they said the next the next thing that they're changing is the Matrix page. So get used to like use it now, but even in... In a few months, you're going to have to learn a new Matrix page. So, <laughs> And you're going to have to create a new video. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you want to confuse somebody, just start talking about a Matrix, whether it be Matrix in Planning Center or a Matrix on the Behringer X32. You're like, what the uh-huh. heck is a right. Matrix? Yeah. So I spent a lot of time explaining the Matrix on the X32 and when to mm-hmm. use that. So I'm sure that that video that you have for using a Matrix in Planning Center is really helpful for people. So we'll definitely link that in the show notes. Yeah. And honestly, when I started using Matrix and planning a month at a time, Time, it probably has saved me four hours of time a week. Uh, no, sorry, four hours a month. It has saved me four hours a month. Whereas, you know, I spend two hours to do the whole month instead of doing an hour and a half. And also, like I said, mentally gearing myself up, thinking, okay, what do we need to sing? That sort of thing. So it'll save you a lot of time uh, if you can. And, and frankly, I think the services are planned better because I have a, a broader view of from week to week instead of just focusing on one week at a time for sure all right tell us about one of the hidden features in planning center that all of us need to know about so uh two two things that came to mind uh for this is the services live planning center services live is a free part of services where if you if you put out put the time of each element within services live it's an app or part of the app that you can basically keep everyone on the same page so that everybody on the team knows where you are in the service. So somebody's advancing through services live and they go, you know, from 
the uh, countdown video to song one, song two, uh, sermon illustration video, sermon bumper, sermon uh, announcements, you know, song three, song four. You can see that happening live and you see the time and you can see how much time you have left for each element. You can also communicate through the app to your team, through your volunteers. Uh, you can connect it to ProPresenter so that on ProPresenter, on the stage display, you can see, the presenters can see how much time they have. So a lot of really cool features and services live. I don't I don't know, but I, I don't think a lot of churches are using it, at least not to its fullest potential. And you it's, guys use it's it at free. your church? Mm, yeah, so we, we use it. And uh, so we have it on the, you know, the back screen. Um, and then the vol- actually the volunteer who does uh, the live streaming, um, he or she just advances when it comes time. Uh, they just click the next button. And I think ProPresenter 7, before too long, is going to have a feature where you can automatically advance the Planning Center live time based on what you click on in Planning Center. I don't know that for sure. I just have a feeling that that's going to be a new feature before too long. So Planning Center Services is a great a great feature. And then one other thing that uh, I use all the time, and I don't, I don't know if people know that it's possible. So... And well, that is either PDFs or chord charts. How you upload them makes a difference. So within the song itself, you have uh, the arrangement, and then you have your key or keys. And so, let's say you have a song in um, B flat, B, and C. The key of B flat, B, and C, and you. Um, you upload a PDF, and it, I use praise charts mostly for our stuff, but you can do it with song select or any chord chart, really. You upload your, your PDF, and you put the proper key in the key um, block, basically. So the key of B-flat is going to go in the B-flat category. So where that's helpful is in rehearsal, sometimes we're we're practicing and I, I realize that this key is either too high or too low for whoever's singing it and we need to make a change so all of our team is using the planning center um, music stand app which is an add-on to planning center but it's a way for you to see all those charts your team can see all the charts right from their tablet we use ipads so if i need to change the key all i have to do is go to my phone to the services app and change it from C to B flat and then refresh. And then the whole team, they just refresh the music stand app. And then the key that they needed in is right there on the app. And that's because I set it up with the, with the correct keys in the, in the song select. I think most people put all of their PDFs in the arrangement tab, which is fine, except that's all these, all these arrangements, all these PDFs that your team has to go and like scroll through to find the right one. Whereas if you just put the key, all of them, attach them to the right key, um, you can change the key, like literally 10 seconds, you can change the key of the music and then your your team says, okay, let's do it in B flat. You know, you don't have to go print off some new music or whatever. So, I mean, I, I really like that feature because we're constantly tweaking our I, I think it's important to consider key relationship when you're going from song to song and also the key that's that's most appropriate for the vocalist. Uh, so we're constantly changing the key to make it fit uh, with the service flow and the vocalist. And we use the services app to do that. 
Awesome. Yeah. I've used that feature too. And it's, it's awesome. it saves you a lot of work, but I bet there are yes. some listeners right now. They're like, well, why don't you just use the Nashville number system? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, that's a good thing. If you, if your team can do that, it's in our, about three fourths of our team can do that, you know? So, but there are one or two players that we have that, uh, they're just not quite there yet. They still need the actual sheet music or the chord chart. And so if I can upload it or if I can make it, it literally within 15 seconds, I can change the key for them and, and they have it. The key is, as a worship leader, you want to make it as as easy and convenient as possible for them, not for you. It's not about it being easy for you. So you do the work on the front end before rehearsal starts to make it as simple and as easy as, I know that's not what this podcast is about, but I think it's important. It is. Make it as simple and easy as possible for your team uh, so that they're comfortable, so that they feel like they're succeeding. And and so if they can't use Nashville numbers, then uh, don't don't force them. I mean, you can encourage them to learn it, but don't force them, Make it make it easier for them on the front end. That's a good word. You're about to start preaching. That's right. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, man. Well, you've given us a lot of things for Planning Center. If I had to just walk away from here and do one of them, what would you say is the, the one that would make the biggest difference? Planning With Planning Center services, I think the matrix is the biggest deal um, because of the easy ease of use and being able to see multiple services at, a, at the same time. And then also emailing your team, not bombarding them with an email every week. You just send them one email for the whole month, and then they can confirm or decline as as needed. Um, and then just just the whole idea of batching your planning. If you can just block out a significant portion of time, and then and then you're done for the whole month. It's just like a. a so I use a checklist for everything. I know Cade uses checklists a lot too. And one of those weekly reoccurring checklists is, you know, to send out the order of service to the team. And I still have it as a weekly, even though I plan monthly. And every week it comes up on Friday, every Friday when I see that, I check it off saying, oh, I've already done that, you know? So it's just, (laughs) it's just a nice plan. Matrix is a nice feature to plan multiple services at the same time. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. You're a wealth of information. I know he knows more than just planning center, y'all. So you definitely <laughs> need to connect with them. With him. Speaking of, what's the best way for people to connect with you? So, uh, worshipresources.church. Uh, you can find all of our social media channels there, and uh, or if you if you want, you can just shoot me an email, Joshua at worshipresources.church. Awesome. Well, don't miss this opportunity to connect with Joshua Riggs. You need to follow this guy and engage with what he has going on. And as always, thanks for being with us. We need your help to get this podcast out to everybody who needs it. So please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you are using. And don't forget to subscribe so we can let you know when the next episode comes out. Go implement what you learned in this podcast and we'll catch you next time.